Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Praise God, Calvary Apostolic Ministries are back once again. We are here to deliver unto you the Word of God. There's no greater pleasure or honor that God can afford any man or woman but to be the messenger of God. We are not the message. We are the messengers of God. And I've come to deliver to you nothing else but the mind and the heart of God. Amen. We're going to continue with our teaching on Adonai Bezek and the moves of God. I'd say there'd be two parts to the teaching, but it has developed to three parts. And what Ian and I are trying to do is to cut down our teachings and preaching more or less to 30 minutes because we want our viewership to increase. Amen. So without further ado, let's go and read from chapter 1 of the book of Judges once again. And we will read verse 5, from verse 5 only. We won't read the entire 1 to 8. And they found Adonai Bezek in Bezek, and they fought against him, and they slew the Canaanites and the Perizzites. But Adonai Bezek fled, and they pursued after him, and caught him, and cut off his thumbs and his great toes. And Adonai Bezek said, Three score and ten kings, having their thumbs and their great toes cut off, gathered the meat under my table, as I have done. So God had requited me, and they brought him to Jerusalem, and there he died. Amen. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word. Father, we come into the conclusion of this preaching and this teaching. And we thank you. In part one and part two, you were with us in a mighty way. We sense your power and your glory and the anointing. But we ask you now, God, for a greater measure. Because, God, we do believe in greater measures. Because, God, when we consider Elijah and Elisha, it speaks of a double portion. And what we ask you now, God, is what that we had in video one and video two. In video three, you give us a double portion of video one and two. That, God, as we speak, that the glory and the conviction and the love of God would radiate from us. And that for your praise, your glory, and your honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Just to briefly reiterate, we spoke about these 70 kings. And by the way, it's imperative that you know what the number 70 stands for when you consider Biblical numerology. It stands for leadership. The Sanhedrin, the Jewish leadership, spoke of 70 men, leaders of the Jewish faith. Remember, before Jesus chose the 12, how many men did he send out preaching the word? 70. So 70 speaks of leadership. So what happened was this. This king, Adonai Bezek, incapacitated 70 of the kings in that area. He rendered them powerless. He made them of no effect. Amen. Now, 
striking off their thumbs and their toes using the allegorical method. How does this perhaps relate to you and I, the church? How does this relate? He struck off their thumbs and their big toes. Now, I said to you, he was a wise man. He rendered them powerless by striking off their thumbs that they might never ever firmly hold a sword or a dagger or a bow and arrow again. He struck it off. He rendered them powerless. Then he struck off their big toes on either feet to impede their speed, that they would lose their balance and that they would not have a true sense of direction. Now, listen to me. Listen to me carefully. This is what I believe, though I'm speaking allegorically. If we look at the church, there are those within the church from the very beginning of the church to this very day that don't believe in fivefold ministry. They believe that there was a cessation of fivefold ministry at the close of the apostolic age. They teach that after the word of God was presented to the church by the apostles, that the work of apostolic ministry had ceased. And therefore, they gave us the understanding that there were only evangelists, pastors, and teachers. They said there was no more apostles and prophets. So the church itself, not Adonai Bezek, not the devil, not the enemy, but the church itself rendered itself ineffective. And for centuries, the church got by with the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. The church had totally and completely omitted the ministry of the apostle and the ministry of the prophet. No more was their fivefold ministry. Now, I'm going to make allegorical application to all this. And I want you to share with me. I want you to participate. I have a Dates Bible. It's a very big Bible, as you can see. It's okay, it's okay, Ian. It's a very big Bible. It's a very heavy Bible. And for me to pick it up, I have to use my whole hand. But let us just say that I lose my thumb. And I can only pick up this Bible with four fingers. Very, very difficult. I, I, I can't sort of bring it uh, uh, to a place where I can read it effectively. This is what happened to the church over the centuries. We have cut off, we have taken out of our constitutions the very ministry of the apostle. We have rendered ourselves powerless. Now, what does the big toes speak of? Like I said, it speaks of direction, it speaks of balance, it speaks of impeding your speed. And you know, for years and years and centuries, the church has progressed slowly, 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 slowly. But in this last days, the modern day church, 
The church is progressing and thriving as never before. The church is making rapid progress these days. Why? Because they have an understanding of truth as never ever before. Now, when I consider the big toe, what comes to mind? And once again, I must admit, allegorically, you know, the, the role of the prophet was to point to the church and point even to Israel, this is the way he should go. The prophet gave direction to Israel and even to the church. If you read the New Testament, prophets gave even direction to the foundational apostle Paul. And this is what you and I in the modern day church have lost over all these years. It was the apostolic ministry. You know, and when you take the allegory, the symbol of the hand, which the modern day church uses to, to symbolize fivefold ministry, you have the thumb, which is the apostle, you have the index finger, which is the pointing finger, speaking of the prophet, you have the longest finger that speaks of the evangelist, you have the married finger that speaks of the pastor married to the church, and you have the small finger that cleans the ears, the teacher, the gift of instruction. The prophet speaks of the authority of the church, the governorship. The prophet speaks of direction of the church. The, the evangelist speaks of calling the people in. Uh, the pastor speaks of caring for the church. And the teacher speaks of giving instruction. Now, we ourselves had taken out of our constitutions in the church the ministry of an apostle and the ministry of a prophet. Now, look at me. I gave you the illustration of the hand. Now, I want you to do something with me for you to get an understanding as I further use the allegory. I want you to take your hand. Take your hand now and put it upon your own throat and choke. Where is the power? The power's in the hand, okay? Now, let's, by using the allegory of the hand depicting fivefold ministry, let's shut off the thumb, speaking of the apostle, and let's shut off the index finger, speaking of the prophet, and let's take the three fingers, which speak of the pastor, or rather the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher, and try and choke yourself. Very ineffective. And this is how we have got by in the church. We were only functioning with three, whereas God had given us five. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. What does the hand speak to you of? Why has the devil run rampant? How was it possible that the devil could retard the progress and the thriving of the church? Because he had influenced us to do a stupid thing. To stop believing in apostolic prophetical ministry. Taking an act of our very constitutions that governs our churches. Oh my brother. We've done a great injury to ourselves. A great, great injury to ourselves. 
But God has seen our weakness. And the Bible says in the last days, God will pour out his spirit to revive the church as never, ever again. Thank God the church has been revived in a dynamic way. There is, listen to me carefully, the restoration of the five-fold ministry. Once again, the authority of the apostle. Once again, the direction of the prophet. It has to be restored to the church. Several years ago, I was with my wife, and I'm talking about 25, 30 years ago, just before God gave me this message. I was doing shopping with my wife in OK Bazaars. I think it was West Street, Durban. And I, there I was, pushing the, the uh, 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 trolley. You'll call it a trunder here in New, in New Zealand. And my wife was ahead of me, choosing groceries. And God spoke to me about a prophet. A prophet. The very role of a prophet. I went home and I wrote it down. And I asked God to give me an understanding of apostolic ministry. You know, for two years I had to wait. And I would pray quite often, God, give it to me. And after two years, one morning, I woke up out of my bed. And I got up like this, sitting up. And I shouted out aloud, always preaching on subjects towards life everlasting. And I praise God because God gave me an acronym to explain the role of an apostle. Where an apostle is, there is the life of God. Always preaching on subjects towards life everlasting. When an apostle opens the word of God to you and to I, when he opens the B-I-B-L-E, yes, that's the book for me, B-I-B-L-E, behold, I bring life everlasting. For too long, we've missed out on apostolic ministry always preaching on subjects towards life in Christ, apostolic. Let me spell it to you. A-P-O-S-T-O-L-I-C. Always preaching on subjects towards life in Christ. When we omit apostolic ministry, we omit the life that the church finds in Christ. We omit the anointing that comes through Christ. We had struck off our own thumbs. The devil did not do it. We done it. We took it out of our constitutions. And I must bring honor to a mighty man of God, a friend and colleague of mine, Apostle Dr. Ronnie Naidu. He was my principal where I taught at Covenant Bible School. When God began to revive our interest in apostolic ministry, he went to... Um, he went to our church leadership of apostolic faith mission and he said, brethren, you've done the church a disservice. You have stopped the church from believing in apostolic ministry and prophetical ministry. Put it back in our constitution. Put it back. Move on it now. And they could see that this was a man of God. 
This was a man of integrity. This was not a man who was seeking the favor of men. This was a man that was led of the Spirit of God to bring the glory and the power and the dynamite of God back to our church. What a man of God. You know, I spoke to him the other day. He first bought a Catholic church and he converted it. Then he built a 5,000-seater church. Then he bought, listen to me, more than $10 million, a hospital for the church. He wasn't satisfied with that because God spoke to him again. And he just finished building a school. Because this man had an apostolic anointing upon his life. And he went to the leadership and he said, restore that we have taken and robbed the church of. What a man of God. You know, like I said, the thumb speaks of the seal. You know, if you cannot sign your name, then what you do, you take your thumb and you put it in an ink pad. You put it in the ink pad and then you put your seal on the paper. That is your signature. And let me say this to you, church of God. The seal of God in his church is but the authority of apostolic ministry being restored to the church. Someone shout amen. Someone shout amen. Raise your hands. Raise your hands amen. to worship God. Someone quickly give him a pen that he can sign us a check. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Let me talk now about the prophet. Let me talk about the prophet now. The role of the prophet was to direct Israel and the church. This is the way walk ye in it. And for too long, listen to me, church, because we've taken the prophetical mantle out of our constitutions and we've taught the church there's no more prophets. The church had an imbalanced understanding of the power and the glory and the government of God. The church, whenever it tried to go a certain direction to fulfill the purposes of God, they started no doubt straight. But because they were incapacitated, because they had no sense of directions, instead of going towards God, they were going away from God to the east and the west, leaning upon the arm of flesh, no more looking up from whence cometh the help. Oh, glory to God. But I'm here to tell you, my brother and my sister, that God is in the restoration business. Hmm? God has restored apostolic prophetical ministry once again to the church. I must concede, I must admit, maybe it's not foundational apostles. Yes, we don't receive as apostles and prophets divine revelation anymore. But I do believe we receive, we receive illumination on the revealed word of God. And our work stays the same. Just as the early apostles had to perfect the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body, so do we have the same call. Yes, we differ in the sense of revelation, but we do have illumination. But the work that the apostles done in the early church is the self same work that they do today. Hallelujah. Now, let me give you an allegory that tells me that God in, in his own divine way has restored apostolic ministry and prophetical ministry back to the church. Let's go to Exodus chapter 29 and verse 19. And I must admit, once again, we are preaching allegorically. 
You wait before God. You, after you hear these, these three videos, seek the face of God and ask God, is that man really speaking for you, God? And thou shalt take the other ram, and Aaron and his sons shall put their hands upon the head of the ram. Then shalt thou kill the ram and take of his blood and put it upon the tip of the right ear of Aaron and upon the tip of the right ear of his sons and upon the thumb of their right hand and upon the greater of their right foot and sprinkle the blood upon the altar round about. Yes, I know. This does speak of the consecration of the priesthood of the Old Testament. Yes, I do know that it only speaks of the right thumb and not the left thumb. Yes, I do know it speaks of the great toe on the right foot and not the toe on the left foot. But when we speak of blood, when we speak of blood, we speak of consecration. And you know as well as I know, life is in the blood. And if the church wants to have power in the ministry once again, then we need a fresh anointing. The blood was taken, placed on the lobe of the ear, placed on the hand, the thumb, and on the foot. What does this signify, my brother? What does this signify, my sister? Is God speaking through me? Is God speaking to you? Do you sense the glory of God? Do you sense the conviction? It's time that we incline our ear to that which the Spirit of God is saying to His church. It is a time of restoration. It's a time of restoring that which the church has robbed itself of. And unless we incline our spiritual ear, unless we sit in the presence of God, forsake ourselves, shut ourselves off, and shut ourselves in with God, we will not hear from God. God wants to speak. God wants to speak to the leadership of his church. That 70 that speaks of the Sanhedrin, which speaks of leadership, and the 70 men that Jesus had sent out to minister the gospel. It speaks of you and I. God wants to anoint our ears with the blood of Christ. God wants our ears sanctified to him. We've got to incline our ear. We need a word from God, lest God speaks to us. Our labor is in vain. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Incline your ear, my brother, for the Spirit of God is saying to you, God has restored apostolic and prophetical ministry back to the church. I don't know about you, but there's power in our full hand. I, 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 I grew up and I had to grow up fighting. For the simple reason, I was small, I was skinny, and I was always taking advantage upon. And you know what? You know what? You know what? Because people took advantage of me, I had to learn to fight. I had to learn to use myself. And I remember the first fight I ever had, Ian. I wanted to be like my brothers, Domingo, Alfredo, and like my brothers, Alfonso, Romundo, my two brothers. I would do exactly what they do. So when I had my first fight, I was about 12 years old. I grabbed the boy by the shirt and I pulled him towards me and I knocked him with my head. But you know what? I knocked myself unconscious. <laughs> but I soon learned. You don't use your head straight away, you use your hands. You learn to box, you learn to punch, you learn to duck, you learn to fake, you learn to, to, to backpedal, you learn to, to jab, you learn to, to throw the overhead right. And I became quite a good street fighter. I must admit, I lost more than I won, 
but I never allowed anyone to take advantage of, of me. There's only two people that I am, uh, that, uh, that, that I, in a sense, respect and, and scared of. I'm scared of God, and there's the other person that I'm not scared of, and that's my wife. I'm frightened of her. <laughs> I'm not scared of my wife, I'm frightened. But nevertheless, let's go on. Let's go on. Let's go on. Amen. God is in the restoration business. Amen. God is in the restoration business. He's restoring back to the church. And he has restored. Amen. Apostolic prophetical ministry. The church needs the authority of the apostle. The church needs the direction of the prophet. P R O P H E T proclaiming revelation over propaganda heralding eternal truth. I said to you earlier on that it is the evangelist, the longest finger that goes into the world and calls the unsaved. He's the caller. He's the caller. He beckons in, come unto Jesus, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and the Christ that I serve, he will give you life. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. It's the pastor that's married to the church. You see my ring? He doesn't move around, going here, there, anywhere, and everywhere, preaching here, there, everywhere, going overseas. He stays with his bride, the church. And there's a teacher that travels who teaches the church, gives them instruction. Amen. Amen. You know, during that time when the church had written out of its constitutions the prophetical apostolic ministry, that the church suffered tremendously. There was no illumination. The, the truths that were in the word of God were no more highlighted. They were lost to the church. But you know what? Look at me now. Look at me now. I gave you the illustration of the hand. Power to knock down and power to lift up. Let me say this. The fivefold ministry has the power of God to knock the powers of darkness down. And it has the power to lift up a feeble, weak church to the strength, power, and glory of God once again. But for all those years, illumination of the word was lost to the church. But if you love the word of God and you love the ministry and you love the church, you will notice as never ever before throughout the church age how that books of Jesus, of his doctrine, of his works, books on various topics in the Bible have been written in our day. Never as before. You know why? Look at me. Look at me. The authority of the apostle, the thumb. The pointing finger of the prophet. They always meant to come together. If you read the Bible carefully, in most cases, Paul moved around with an apostle. Rather with the prophet, Silas. Listen to me. Watch me. When the apostle and the prophet come together, when authority and direction comes together, look here, look here, 
there's always illumination. Light is always shed afresh and anew on the revealed Word of God. Apostolic prophetical ministries are writing thousands and thousands and thousands of books highlighting the truth of God's Word. I'm coming to a close now. Let me close my Bible, but not my heart. For my heart is filled with this word. It burns within my soul as a fire. But church, I want to speak to you. We've done ourselves a grave injustice over the church age. We've taken out of our constitutions the role of apostolic prophetical ministries. We merely got by with the ministry of the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. No wonder we lacked the killer punch. We were trying to knock out the devil with three fingers. We were knuckle fighters. We weren't fist fighters. There's a difference between a knuckle fighter and a fist fighter. The fist fighter carries the killer punch. Church, Restore the ministry in your denomination of apostles and prophets. Independent church, understand this. Though apostolic prophetical ministry is in your church, it doesn't replace the role of the pastor, the evangelist and the teacher. You've got to work together as a hand. Don't divorce yourself. Though the illumination might be with you. But let me say this. Illumination without called ones. Illumination without the church people being cared for. And illumination without instruction. Is senseless. We got by with three. Don't let us get by with only two. Because too many apostolic prophetical men feel that apostolic and prophetical ministries replace the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. No! No! It is fivefold ministry. It is fivefold ministry. I trust you've been challenged and convicted. I've used an allegory of the hand. But I want you to pray and ask God, have you really spoken through this man? Oh God, let's pray. Hallelujah. 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 Father, approaching your throne is a delight. I know in no wise way will you cast me out of your presence. Your scepter of righteousness is extended towards me and Ian and Mrs. D. You beckon us to your side. And God, you enfold your loving arms around us. And God, you salute us and congratulate us because you blessed us. But God, we come not for our own needs to be met. We come not, oh God, to see, receive accolades even from you. Although we're looking forward to those words, well done, my good and faithful servant. But God, we come on behalf of the church.
The church of God that has rendered itself powerless. The church that has taken out of its constitutions the ministries of apostles and prophets. God, they even write books about it. They insult those that believe in fivefold ministries. And I do believe they are idiosyncratic teaching, but at the same time, the hearts are pure. Those that write these books against fivefold ministry, you convict them, God. And give them an experience to change their ways and that for the better. Because God, they are handicapping their own denominations, their own churches. And when they do that, God, they retard the growth of the church. Collectively, God. But I stand before you, God. I stand before you as your servant. And God, I know because you love the church, not only will you hear my prayer, but God, you will answer it. Pour out your spirit. Pour out your spirit. And restore the power of the fivefold ministry back to the church. The church is lacking authority. The church is lacking direction. More than that, also, God, I also ask you, God, there are those that write books against the baptism into the Spirit of God. They call us demons and liars. They rub our faces and our ministries in the mud and they call us devils. But God, they name the name of Jesus and we name the name of Jesus too. They are our brothers and our sisters, but God, they are at war with us, so God. They haven't got the Simeon and the Judah understanding that God, we must come together and unite to God. Because where there's unity of God, there is strength. God, pour out your spirit upon these denominations and churches that disbelieve the baptism into the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. You are God that is gracious. I remember the time of Martin Luther. Restored the just shall live by faith. I remember the time when you used that man Seymour and God. It's so funny and laughable. You used Seymour to bring in the truth of the baptism into the spirit with the speaking of other tongues. You used Seymour and you know what God, he only had one eye. <laughs> Glory to God. God, he couldn't see far in the natural. But in the spirit, he could see further than those who had two physical eyes. Raise up men again of this magnitude. Raise up these men, O oh God, that will bring truth back to the church. Bless your church. Glorify yourself therein. Glorify Jesus therein. And glorify the Spirit therein. And we will not be slow to give you the praise. And we will keep on coming into your presence. That your name be glorified. I pray it all in Jesus' name. With much thanksgiving. Amen. And amen. And amen. Have a God day. Have a God week. 
And if this ministry has blessed you, if you listen to it and you judge it and it's ease of God, regardless of whether or not allegorical teaching has been presented today, you support this ministry. You support it, my brother and my sister. There are those of you who are capable in writing a check for this ministry or depositing a sum of money that he and I can lay down tools and go full-time in the ministry. For 20-odd years, I was full-time in South Africa. When I came here, the doors just closed in my face. It's closed. I had four years of ministry with the Tongan people, but I'm concentrating on my website. I don't need for God to open doors in New Zealand. Those pastors that close their doors, you keep your door closed. I don't need your door. But God has called me with this website. God has called me to promote this website, to promote the truth. Pray for me. Pray for my wife. Pray for our video ministry. And if God speaks to you, you deposit a sum of money in our PayPal account. Don't sign off, Ian. Let me pray for your family. Let me pray for you and your church. Father, in the name of Jesus, these are those that have called out of darkness. These are those that are walking in the light. I pray for every family, every husband, every wife, every child, every church, that God, the blessings of God that maketh rich and addeth no sorrow, shall be their portion. Let them lack no good thing. Let them be as the light of the world, living in pestles, in known and read of all men. God, wherever they place their feet, give them the land. Give them the jurisdiction of the area. And above all, God, let them lack no power that the Spirit of God can bring to them. I pray it in Jesus' name. With much thanksgiving. Amen. Have a God week. Have a God day. Amen. The Lord bless you.